Isn't it funny how we all start off with a plan or conception of what our life and career will look like, but oftentimes we are forced, or maybe we choose, to pivot into something entirely different. Well, this is a podcast where we sit down with celebrities, athletes, and entrepreneurs to hear how they handle these unexpected events. I'm your host, Andrew East. I'm an engineer turned professional athlete turned entrepreneur, and I'm super excited to bring you these stories in order to help you move closer to your dreams, no matter what they look like. And today's weekly redirect is about some friends that we have visiting from out of town. It's Mark and BC Ballas. Uh, we have had a blast with them. Every time we've we've spent time with them, we have loved it. They never cease to make us laugh. They never cease to have good conversation. And so they are actually staying with us here in Nashville as they write songs for uh, 10 days. And so Sean and I are really excited about that. And since this interview series is all about change, I wanted to start a segment where we talk about products that can help change your life. Now, this is completely unsponsored, unpaid for, but um, Sean and I have become smart home nerds. We are looking into every different smart home option out there. And one option that I think I'm really excited about and I think we're going to pull the trigger on is August Lock. Now, again, this is not sponsored, but this is a smart lock where you can control the lock on your doors from your phone, which I think will be pretty convenient when we have friends come visit or we're out of town and uh, our family needs to stay in our house for whatever reason. So that is this week's product that can redirect you. And without further ado, today's guest is Danny Phillips of Phillips Fan Bam. And I know there's a lot of you out there who have been itching for this episode. The Fan Bammers are loyal. I really enjoyed this conversation with Danny where we talk about his transition from his old job in L.A. to now them living in Las Vegas and doing YouTube full time. Now, they are on a goal to hit 100,000 subscribers as soon as possible. And so I urge all of you to go check out their channel on YouTube and hit that red subscribe button. Turn on the notifications because truly this is really fun and family friendly content. Um, and I think once you hear Danny in this interview, you will really grow to like him. So go ahead and do that. And without further ado, I bring you Danny Phillips. I am honored to have Danny Phillips join us today. Um, I'm really excited to uh, talk with Danny. Him and the Phillips fam bam is uh, his family name. And uh, Danny, you're the father of five children. Is that right? Yeah. That's as crazy. crazy as I am. <laughs> so we have a huge, I mean, you're, you're the father. I'm just one of five, but I am the middle kid of, fi- of five kids. And we had four boys, one girl. And I think you guys had two girls. Is that right? You have two girls, three boys. And I'm actually also the middle of five as well. My dude, I knew we got along right after that. <laughs> yeah. I, knew, I knew we were going to be friends. That's right. Is it, I mean, is it as chaotic at, at your house as it was in mine growing up? Oh man, I can, I can only imagine here. There's always something going on, yeah. you know, there's never, never a dull moment, you know? And even when I was younger, constant, it was constant. That's awesome. And you guys are in, you guys are in uh, California right now. We're in, we're in Vegas now. Okay. Gotcha. We're, Sorry. Yeah. Nice. We're out in Vegas. We moved from California Okay, about four years ago. Gosh, it's hot in Vegas, isn't it? Oh, well three months. If you can handle three months out of the year, you're good to go. Really? Yeah. It's, not, it's not, not not too much winter out there. Is that right? A little bit. I mean, not too much, but I mean, when you get into December, it cools down. December, January cools down quite a bit and wind chill, but I mean, nothing to nothing compared to East coast, you know? Yeah. Um, that's great. So Danny, this, this show is all about uh, career pivots and interesting career changes. I always like to start off with giving a little background. Um, 
for having having the interviewee talk about their background and upbringing. Uh, so would you want to just start us off there? Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're going back to back to when you were raised, like you mentioned oh, middle dang, of five okay. kids. Talk about yeah. that. Yeah. Middle of five kids uh, had dad, just hardworking dad, just uh, in the garment industry in LA. And uh, he's from Guyana, South America. Uh, and my mom is Guyana? from, yeah, Guyana, Georgetown, Guyana. Okay. Wow. I don't even, what country is that adjacent to? Um, it's South America next to Venezuela. Wow. It's, I need to brush up on my geography, man. <laughs> hey man, that's probably like all I know down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so my dad's from Guyana and then my mom's from, uh, from Mexico and, um, yeah, they, uh, raised us five kids. My mom actually, watched kids uh she's a stay-at-home mom and every once in a while she'd you know hustle and get a you know an odd job you know sometimes work nights to help out Mm -hmm. and um and yeah I mean had those five kids and you know they were just they just hustled you know yeah I yeah my parents were the same way and like it's not easy it's not easy raising five kids there's a lot of uh schedule demands that you have um did you play did you play any sports growing up yeah. Yeah. We all were into sports. I mean, okay. literally, literally changing from baseball to soccer in the car, parents split, driving here, driving there. I mean, it was, it's crazy from soccer, to baseball to, um, whatever sport we were in, you know, if we wanted to try football, we tried football. Um, and so, yeah, they did an awesome job of keeping us active. We're huge. I don't know if you've seen our channel, we're huge on kids sports, keeping kids involved in athletics. Um, and so, it, and it's, I'd say it started from, from my upbringing. Okay. That's interesting. Why, why so much passion around that issue? Um, I don't know. They just, they just, for whatever reason, they never played any sports growing up. They just found, you know, we made a lot of friends through sports. Yeah. Uh, you know, that we learned, we learned a lot, how to win, how to lose the camaraderie. And so when Tina and I, you know, had kids, we're just like, Hey, let's get them into sports, you know? Yeah. And so we've had them involved ever since. And, um, and I don't know. I mean, there's so much you can, you can teach from sports. Yeah. You know? It's interesting. I don't know if you've seen this, but well, first of all, I mean, obviously I see so much value in sports and I'm so thankful that I was always playing a sport. I think it's good. Cause, cause you can set like really concrete goals. So my childhood dream was to play college football and I was like a very, like I could always be doing something to work towards that goal. Whereas like in a lot of other things, it's kind of more ambiguous and it's kind of harder to set kind of a concrete um, vision around. But uh, I was just watching something, how like youth sports has, has gotten like some of these in Indiana, actually in the town where I'm from, they built this huge, it's called grand park. And I think it's the biggest youth athletic facility in the country. And there's this whole, um, there's a lot of kind of controversy around it because uh, a lot of parents are now for, like forcing their kids to do athletics yeah. uh, so that they can like maybe get a college scholarship. And I think if you get a college scholarship, that's awesome. And like, that's such a huge uh, privilege and blessing to get. But um, I don't think like, like forcing your kids to try to, to try to get there, I think is a little dangerous, but yeah, it's crazy. I mean, they get burnout. I mean, now, I mean, I don't know how it was when, you know, when you were younger, but as far as like club and all these, you know, different types of organizations, but like a lot of the kids get burnout, yeah. you know? And so we're, we like to diversify our kids, you know, have them play 
you know, a couple different sports if they like, yeah. or just maybe take a, take a, a season off, you know, just to kind of recoup because we want them to still love the game. You know, I've spoken to high school coaches and they were like, man, by the time the kids were able to drive, they literally stopped coming to practice because their parent they had that choice where their parents didn't have to take them. Wow. They were still burnt out, you know, when it was their own choice, they stopped coming. Wow. And so it's crazy. That is crazy. Um, I want to get into a little bit about your career before you were doing stuff online. Now, you were in the kitchen and bath business. Is that correct? You did that for yeah. the past 10 years? Yeah, my own. But I've been in the industry since I was literally like 15 years old. Wow. You know, just sweeping, starting from the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Sweeping. I was part of the demo crew, you know, cleaning up, helping out. And then I then moved into project management at like 20. And then I... Uh, and and then I, you know, after different different businesses in 2008, I was laid off okay. as a project manager for a contractor. Yeah. And then and then at that time was when Tina and I we were living in like a apartment. We had three kids, um, and we, I was laid off. I was like, oh crap, what am I gonna do? And then and then we started the reglazing business right there out of the, that apartment. Just with an answering machine and, and a, a website. And then wow. we just, hustled. yeah, that's how that started. Phillips kitchen and bath. Is that right? That's yeah. That's what it was. We actually, it was, I don't know if you know, we closed that down. And yeah. so we're now here in Vegas, but starting up something new. I'm always trying to start, you know how it is, you know, yeah. looking for opportunity everywhere. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how that started. And that was up for 10 years. And, and now we're over here in Vegas. Yeah, 2008 was tough. My my dad builds homes, and uh, it was. I mean, everybody was affected by that. So, yeah, uh, it's crazy. It sounded it sounded like you turned it into kind of a positive by starting your own thing. Though, what is what is reglazing? I'm not sure. I know, but I would love for you to share. <laughs> it's basically like spraying bathtubs. You know, spray an an enamel over an acrylic resin over a, an existing tub, make wow. it look. Yeah, nice. Did you like spraying a car. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's Sweet. like spraying. How long does that take? Like how long, how long would one bathtub take? Uh, it takes me like uh, three hours, depending how nasty it is. <laughs> Going there like, like Mozart and, or yeah, not Mozart, you, but, gotta, yeah. you gotta get in and like yeah. elbow grease it, man. You gotta, you gotta work hard on, get on your knees and clean that up and then, and then spray it. Yeah. So I think the first time you guys reached out to me, I was, I was looking back um, was I shared something about me struggling in my football career and yeah. learning like that, that it's such a difficult decision to know whether this is the right thing for me to be doing. Like, is, is this just, just a challenge that I need to overcome or is this an indication that I shouldn't be doing this anymore? And, and I think you guys responded to that. Um, that was right around the time you were closing the doors to Phillips kitchen and bath. Can you yeah. talk to me about what that process was like and, and how you made that decision? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's, it was a decision that was like lingering for a while. Yeah. And, you know, like when you're passionate about something and you work hard for it, you're like, oh, man, even though everything's telling you like, hey, just let it go and move on to something new. Yeah. You hold you hold on to it. And that's what kind of resonated when you were talking, because you're like, I think it was when when uh, the Redskins had called you. Yeah. And and then I was like, oh, man, I've been there. Like, you, you have this passion. You want to do it. You've been mm -hmm. doing This is what you know. This is what you know. You, you're confident you're good at. And then you're like, but 
maybe this is a sign like I should do something else. And, and the scary part is the, is not, is the unknown, you know? Yeah. And so, and so, you know, things happen where I was up here, I'm here in Vegas. My business was in California and I've been up here for four years there. And, and slowly I was just like, man, I need to be there, but I can't, you know, and it's in order to, for me to make it run and be as profitable as I needed to be, I have to be there. Yeah. And once that decision was made, I'm like, man, I, 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 there's no way I can't, I'm happy with my family here. You know, for, we had the YouTube thing that was starting yeah. and, you know, I know how to do the reglazing. So I'm like, Hey man, I can just do it here. And so it was really just about letting go. That's what the hardest part, everything, logic, reason, um, everything said, you got to let it go. But it was just like my heart that was holding it, you know? Yeah. And, and then I was just like, you know, and then we made this the, the, the decision and um, Tina and I, we, we, Tina for so long, Tina, you know, trust your wife with whatever she says, man, because they know she's like, Hey, you got, you know, you got, you got to let it go. You got to let it go. And I'm like, ah, cause I had my parents working there, you know? So you're just like, you feel like, Oh man, what, what's mom and dad going to do? They're older. Right. And you're like, ah. and so, you know, you know, we, we're, we're a very Christ centered household. And we were just like, you know, we prayed a lot. We, we, and we, we put Christ in at the forefront and we're like, it's time. You know, he's got, he's in control of, of the timing for everything in our life. And we're just like, this is the time he's got, there's something else that's coming for us. You know, did you feel a breath of, uh, uh, did you feel a breath of fresh air or was it more of like a, like daunting kind of fearful thing after you hadn't finally made the decision? As as crazy as it sounds like total breath of fresh air. Like it was a huge, like burden it was like i don't want to say burden but like it well yeah it was just lifted off my shoulders and i was just like wow because i was up here my mind was half in california you know and and i was split my mind was just like crazy yeah and so it just allowed me just to just to disconnect that completely and just focus on things here and yeah. and it's been it's actually been like it was like a a blessing in disguise you know Wow. That's great. It sounds like actually, you know, obviously different industries, but pretty similar context where, um, like me with my football career and you, you played athletics growing up. So you kind of yeah. get this mentality of like, ah, I haven't gotten to my goal yet, or it hasn't worked out yet. I'm just going to push through and it'll happen. And you were running a, a yeah. successful business. So that's, that's a little different than mine, but like, you know, for me it's tough because, like, oh, I keep getting signed and, you know, there's little glimmers of hope that maybe it could work out. Um, and what a cool story it would be if we're like, we were able to make it work out, but it just, uh, you know, I, I'm still in the agonizing part where I'm like, do I just completely like walk away from it or what? Like, do I, yeah, it's hard, you know? And, and there are so many personal factors too. Like you had your parents working for you and my dad, like kind of, dreams that I play in the NFL and like, you know, he wishes that he would have pursued it harder. And so there's so many different dynamics yeah. that go into it. And I really respect how you listen to your wife and you were able to step away from the situation and like really decide what, what decision was, was best for you. So respect to you on that, Danny. Thanks. Thanks. And you know what? My parents were so supportive after hmm. where I thought like, Oh man, I'm going to put them in a, a bad situation and yeah. this and that. No, 
And wow. so it was all, in, it was all in my head. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And like, when you think about it, like your parents are probably the most supportive people of, of what you do. You yeah. know, my, my mom has been supportive of all the crazy decisions I've made, you know, throughout my life. <laughs> and she's still there. She still loves you. So, you know, it was in my own head, like, Oh man, you know? And so when she was like, or my, my parents were like, Hey, you got to do what you got to do. Then wow. I was like, Oh man, that's such a, a weight off my shoulders. Like, man, why can't you just tell me this long, longer ago, you know? Yeah. And then that would have happened because I was holding on to it for partially because of, of them as well. Man, so, that is, you have a great perspective on that. I'm curious to get a little more into the nuts and bolts of, of that. Did you have any conversations with people that you, you would like recommend people in a situ, similar situation having, like whether it's with your, you, obviously you talked with your wife and with your parents, but like pastors or like mentors or how, how would you recommend people navigate that for themselves? Well, I, I definitely feel like you need to be around people who, who support you, you know, yeah. in the ups and the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows, you definitely yeah. have to be around, around those people. But you know, a lot of it is just kind of it's self-reflection and because ultimately we're the decision makers. Right. And then yeah. it's self-reflection. You're like, all right, I had this, had, this just has to be done. You know, I mean, in this situation, I really didn't have any, any mentors that were like, Hey, you got to do this. You got to do that. But, you know, maybe if I would have put myself in a situation where I would have had them around more then then yeah, maybe they would have told me sooner. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I definitely believe in surrounding yourself with people um, who support you, but also have your best interests in, in mind, which sometimes is, is hard. Yeah, absolutely. Wise words though. Um, the move to Vegas, what sparked that? <laughs> Uh, we get that all the time. Like we didn't, we didn't have to, we just came visiting some friends and we were like, man, we like it out here. It's family oriented. I saw in the neighborhood, I saw kids playing like street ball, walking to school, you know, kind of like my old days where we would play street ball out in the front and, you know, riding skateboards and bikes to school and things like that. I was like, man, this is like, this is like the old school neighborhood. Hmm. And, uh, and we didn't really have, I didn't see that as much where, where we were, we were in California and, I'm like, man, we really liked it. And at that point I had a project manager in the office. I was already kind of stepping out of the office. So there was really nothing holding me in the home there. Yeah. You know, and except for the easy access to the business. Yeah. But then we came out here and we um, looked in the area and we just, we just kind of fell in love with it. And so there was no real like, like reason um, aside from the fact that we just felt good here. And yeah. so that's, I guess that's a, the crazy thing about Tina and I is like, we just go off that and we just feel like, and the way things worked, it just, things lined up. And then we just said, Hey, when you, when you put, put the, um, put things in the hands of the Lord, like you, you kind of get that confirmation and you're just like, all right, this is how it's supposed to be. And then sometimes you don't know until two years down the road when you're looking back 2020 and you're like, man, it all pant. That's why. Yeah. Find out the reason why, you know? Yeah. So I love those moments when you can look back and see kind of how it all played in. Yeah. To, 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 to work. But, um, so a lot of people listening are probably familiar with you guys on YouTube. I want to, I want to hear how you guys got into that. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a friend of mine. He sent me a text one day. His name's Aaron. He's in California, a childhood friend. And he, 
we, and we hadn't even been talking for a while, but he just sent me a text out of the blue and was like, check out this podcast. It was, it was a Tim Ferriss podcast and, and I checked it out and it was with uh, Shay Carl and, and Shay Carl was just talking and, and I was like, uh, listening to it. And he literally was just talking about his the YouTube and this was two years ago, about two, two and a half years ago. And then, um, and he's like, I called him later. I said, Hey, why did you send me that? He's like, I don't know. It just reminded me of you and your family. Like mm-hmm. you're always posting on Facebook and you're always doing this. Like I just reminded me of you and your story. Like, you know, I, I, I grew up and I was a little crazy. And, uh, and then I found Christ and kind of changed my life and had a family and everything. And, and uh, he was like, so, you know, Shay Carl was talking before how he was going through, he had personal struggles and he changed and transformed. And so, um, he was just being real open in that, in that interview. And, um, and it's just struck me. And he was talking about YouTube. He's like, man, we got videos and then we got a $300 check. And then he was like, dang, this like, you went and cashed. He's like, I went and cashed it and it was real money from videos. And then he's like, then I was like, he had a goal of like, all right, I'm gonna try to get this to pay my mortgage. And then boom, he's like, it did it. And then he's like, what the heck is this game? You know, I'm, I'm in. And then when I was listening to that, I was like, all right, let's, you know, I talked, I talked about it with Tina and we're like, let's just try it. You know, if you look back at our first vlogs, if anyone's listening, I I say, if you look back, but I'm not sending you there. They they were nothing like, like now, you know, I'm sure you know how it is when you first holding the camera and all that. Oh man. Well, first of all, for those of you who are listening and, and don't know Danny from YouTube, uh, him and his family have a family vlogging channel, which I would again, highly recommend checking out. It's called Phillips fam bam, F A M B A M. Uh, and you know, you can find them with what's the hashtag you guys use on, on Instagram. Is it fam? Bam? Uh, it's, um, the hash it's, it's, um, yeah. Hashtag Phillips fam bam vlogs. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Uh, our, our sign, our, our Instagram is, um, Phillips underscore fan bam. That's right. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be linking to that on my Instagram as well, but, um, no, you're right. Like vlogging is Sean and I tried true vlogs for a while and dude, like you think it's just throwing some clips together, but you have to be strategic <laughs> with it. You have to plan your days out. You have to like edit it so that it actually makes sense. And is a story, Ours were literally just random clips. So we, we stopped doing that. Um, yeah. And what, what you guys do is like really well done. So perhaps, did you learn how to, do you edit your own videos? Yeah, I do. Just kind of on the fly. Just, I, I mean, I use probably basic stuff compared to what everyone else is, <laughs> uses, you know, I, but you know, I just kind of go on the fly. I'll, I'll, I like certain vloggers. I kind of look at different styles and try to incorporate to our family and, yeah. and, uh, and yeah, just kind of go with it from there. And, and Tina does, does, does a lot of the the editing too so we both just kind of picked it up along the way and just we're like hey we'll try this try that oh i saw this on a video and then i'm looking up like how to do it you know and and then just do it so yeah we just jump into it and what's what's tina's background before youtube before youtube she uh just she we were married stay-at-home mom she when we actually there's a story behind us is when we met she the two oldest are tina's from a previous marriage and so um you know she's from idaho um born and raised in idaho and when we met 
she had the two, Brayden and, and Ashlyn. Mm-hmm. And then we, so we do have a, a blended family, but I've adopted Brayden and Ashlyn now. Wow. Um, and so she's just, and then she moved to California and uh, she was like, man, I need to work. She's like, she's like a go-getter. Like she yeah. needs to be busy, you know? And, you know, even when she had the two kids, um, when she had Brayden and Ashlyn by herself as a single mom, um she was just she was a, a hard worker yeah and so when we met i was like okay well you know you can you can be home with the kids and she's like yeah right i'm not home with the kids i need to, i need to do something um and then it just worked out where she was this you know now she's a stay-at-home mom but um what people don't realize is like you know stay-at-home moms do probably the most <laughs> Seriously. and 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 she edits and she um you know, she does the, she does the mainly the Instagram, like the stories and stuff. I, yeah. I don't, I, it's not my thing, Yeah. you know? And, and so she's like kind of incognito about it, but she's a, like a, like a machine behind Phillips fan bam also, you know? Yeah. That's great. I saw one of the videos you guys did. It was your adoption story. Do you mind? You, you mentioned a little bit, you mind diving into that a little bit more? Yeah. Um, you know, like I mentioned when Tina and I met, um, she was, she was a single mom raising two kids. Um, when we met, Brayden was five and Ashton was about one, yeah. uh, more or less. And um, we didn't end up, and their their father was just not not in their life. Kind of in and out, you know, but not, yeah. not a dad. And so um, over the years, though, we had tried to get the adoption and we just, we just couldn't. He didn't want to wow. relinquish, relinquish rights and and so forth. And then one day, um, probably, well, three years ago, we just had the three year anniversary of it. Wow. So think about, so that Braden was five and he's almost 18 now. And so you're talking what, 13 years. Um, so about 10 years, 10 years before I was actually able to adopt them, you know? Um, and so it's just, it's just awesome because, you know, one of our biggest worries at the time was, man, what if something were to happen to to Tina, you know, where I, I, I don't have the rights. And so it was a huge concern of ours, which we kind of shared in that, in that adoption story video. And so um, things just worked out, you know, we were blessed with a, an amazing attorney um, who just pushed things through. And, and he even says like, I don't even know how this happened so fast. Like it was just meant wow. to be. And so, um, yeah. And then it just all panned out and, and we're just uh, one big happy family now. That's great. Was We've always ex- been. It, it, the, the thing is, is from day one, like we, it, from day one, it was never really um, uh, like, oh, this needs to happen in order for me to, to be your dad or for you to see me like your dad. It's, it's always been like that. It was just one of those paperwork things to make, you know, for number one, so they had the same last name. And number two, like in case something really happened, you know. Um, but otherwise, I mean, I've, even to them, I'm, I'm sure like I've always been their dad, you know? Yeah. Uh, was there any resistance from the family when you guys started YouTube? Like, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> there, there's interesting dynamics with family vloggers of which Sean and I fall in the category of it where, you know, it's, it's a, it's a fine line between sharing too much and sharing, you know, an appropriate amount. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, with us family vloggers, I mean, and the thing we've been doing it for the past two and a half years and 
you know, for some of our kids, those are like in between some crucial stages of, of like teen years, you know, yeah. Ashton was, um, I think like 10 or like 11, you know, now she's almost 14. So an 11 year old to a 14 year old is different, like socially, like with your friends, you know, sometimes they get a little more shy with the camera and there's other moments when they want to jump right in front of it. And so mm-hmm. we've always had a rule in our house that like, we don't really force you to be in it, you know? Um, and even like Braden, our oldest for a while, he was known for, for putting his hand in front of the camera. So all of our viewers were like, Oh, hashtag Braden's hand. And it, we just made a thing out of it. And um, it wasn't until probably this past, I'd say six months where he started kind of doing a little channel on his own and started like understanding how YouTube works, I guess, even more like, like in depth. And, and now he's just like more comfortable with the camera and you, people are, I mean, our viewers are like, man, it's awesome to see that, to see that change, but also understanding we've never really forced our kids to like, to do it, you know? Yeah. And I think that's yeah. important. That's important. I mean, if for family channels to not make your kids feel like they absolutely have to, I mean, there might be a challenge where we're like, Hey guys, come on, we're doing a challenge, you know, settle down or what have you, but mm-hmm. we're not like, you got to cancel all your plans, get here. You know, if anything, we'll film be like, Hey, someone's, you know, Braden had to go out with friends or Ashton's over with her friends or what have you. We let them live their life, you know? Yeah, that's great. Do you have any other words of wisdom for the audience, but also for me? Uh, because it's hard to like, I want to film everything like all the, and then I'm staying up late editing and it's hard. Do you like, how do you intentionally set boundaries or uh, structure things in a way that's, that's still putting family first, which I imagine is your priority. Yeah. Family definitely first. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of like with our vlog style, we kind of just bring it along with us. Yeah. And, um, and then obviously that's the awesome part is I, you know, Tina or, or myself, we're in control of the editing, you know? And so, I mean, it's real, it's all real but it's, yeah. it's obviously edited versions. But I mean, as far as the content, we li- if, if you ask anyone, we live our life is just what you see on, on, on our channel. And so we don't like, we're not, I don't know, maybe we're, we're a little different. We don't totally plan out like our, our vlogs completely, unless we know like something like, hey, we're going to Calabunga Bay this weekend or something like that. We're like, all right, we're going to shoot Calabunga Bay. Yeah. Or like say today, we haven't even picked up the camera. Um, but we'll pick it up probably, you know, our son has a choir, a choir thing at his school. So we're going to pick that up and then we go to, you know, we go out to eat and that's just our, what we would do anyway, you know? Yeah. Unless we do it, we're doing a challenge. You know, if we do a challenge, it's a little, we might say, Hey, Friday, let's do a challenge. We might do that. And you guys do daily vlogs daily. Yes. How long daily daily? from day one? We have 840 videos. In two and a half years. To you, man. That is insane to me. Sean and I were able to do that for three weeks. And <laughs> it's like, dude, there's, yeah, props to you. That, that's really, really, really hard. Um, but you know, it makes it a lot easier. Tina and I talk about it all the time. Like the fact that we're both on board, like we're yeah. both in it 100% um, makes it so much easier. Because I'm sure you guys know, I mean, we, we vlog every day, but we also will do like a cooking video yeah. or a grocery haul. So those are a little more set up um, as opposed to just carrying the camera around every day, but yeah. we still have a video every day, you know? 
That cheesy so, tortellini looked pretty good, by the way. Was that as good as it looked? Oh, totally. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. It's but yeah, we'll do those cooking videos, and those, you know, it it attracts an audience for that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you mentioned Braden and and Braden's hand, and him not always wanting to be on camera. It's funny. I I guess I had a little bit of a similar experience where I felt super awkward on camera, and I just didn't feel like I was comfortable with it. Yeah. Um, and I actually put together a class for people to learn how to do social media, and that's been one of my most frequently asked questions is, uh, well, what if I'm not comfortable doing it? Or I, I don't really like always feel like being on camera. And there's a, there's a big difference between like not wanting to do it at all and just not feeling super comfortable. If you like want to do it, but you don't feel comfortable. Yeah. If I look back on our first videos, like it's super <laughs> awkward. I didn't know what to say. I, like my sentences are super choppy, but it's amazing. Just like, just like us in sports or whatever you're doing, like practice, practicing being on camera like really does result in like huge improvement yeah dude i don't know if there's a um lewis house he he put posted today and he's like there was a post that's like um there's a child trying to walk and he falls down 50 times and you never hear you never hear that child say um oh forget it this is this isn't for me yeah you know and so they they learn how to walk you know what i mean and so like anything that we do like that we first initially say like, Oh, we can't do it. It's too hard. Or, Oh, I'm not feeling like you can, you know, you can, you can do it. And, yeah. and we talk about it here and it's kind of like, we say it jokingly, but kind of fake it till you make it or, or we say, turn it on. And like, we'll do like say a cooking video and we're like, maybe we're not feeling it a hundred percent, you know, but we still know we're in, we want to do YouTube. We're in the game, but that day we might just be like, uh, but we're like, all right, let's turn it on. And we're like, take a deep breath and then we're like, okay, boom. And then once you smile or once you get in that mode, it's much harder to, to get out of it, yeah. you know? And then you're, then you're in it and then you're able to do it. And then you look back and you're like, man, I'm glad I did that. Otherwise what? I would have just done nothing or what? Yeah. So that's kind of our mentality. That's great. Uh, one question I always ask on here is uh, who is your team that has helped you reach this uh success that you found in life oh my team okay um i'm gonna say first and and foremost my wife um you know i she supports i mean it's a team it's a team effort this youtube so it's not even like me you know what i mean when i think of our youtube or our goals for youtube it's 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 both of us you know and it's actually the family the kids are on board Mm -hmm. um I would say, um, honestly, the, uh, the savior, um, Christ, I mean, mm-hmm. is, we're very Christian and we, we, we focus, we run a lot of things, you know, we pray a lot, we focus a lot on, on our relationship with Christ and, and, and get that. And so, um, and then surrounding us with friends. I mean, there's YouTube, we've made so many, like we've made YouTube friends that are okay with, you know, bouncing things off each other, willing to help um some you know look at look at you right now just willing to help help us out here and yeah and have us on here you know that's awesome and yeah. it's not it's not uh so we just try to surround ourselves with people that will support us you know what i mean i don't have a specific team except aside from my like i say mainly my family mm-hmm. you know i say that's been the most supportive team of all 
That's great. That's an answer that we get a lot. Um, you ready for some Q and A? Sure. Uh, okay. So let's see. Liz Schaefer asks, were you afraid of people's opinions um, when you started off social media? Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's one of the first things. Yeah. You do battle with it. And I think most new vloggers or, or, um, you know, uh, influencers, creators deal with is, is the opinions of not only the others around you, like your neighbors and stuff that's, you know, but also once you start getting into comments and stuff, like, you know, we've always said when we first started, even now it's, it's almost easier for us to vlog away from home. As crazy as that sounds, because we don't know anybody around here. You're like, you know, you see, your your kids friends um parents you see you know people you know at the store and you're walking around with the camera yeah and even after two years it's we're just getting used to that you know but if i were to go to disneyland then i don't care because yeah. i don't know anybody and it's a weird mindset but um but yeah and then the comments i mean you you get comments and we've we've done a pretty good job of filtering and we're lucky we have amazing amazing viewers our fan bammers like they they are so positive and, um, and they, they've got our back, you know? And so, but yeah, definitely dealing with, um, dealing with that is, it was, was a little, a little bit of an adjustment at first. Shout out fam bammers right there. Do you guys, <laughs> do you guys, do you guys let your kids read the comments or like, do they? Uh, to a certain extent, I, to be honest too, I have a setting on, filter. on, I have the filter for anything inappropriate. Yeah, that's great. And so we'll go through that. And so, and it's actually a props to YouTube because that's a pretty good filter. It filters out pretty decently. And, yeah. um, but at the same time, we're lucky. I, I consider ourselves lucky. We don't get that much of the inappropriate. Um, and it might be the demographic of, of who we, who's watching. Um, and so we're, we're lucky with that. Yeah, that's great. Um, Instacult Christian asks, how do you incorporate faith into your content? And is that ever uncomfortable for you? Uh, no, it's not. It's cause it's who we are, you know, I mean, yeah. um, and we don't do it in a way where we're, you know, shoving anything and down anyone's throat. I mean, we might have a video where it's playing the music and it's, and we're showing us saying a prayer at dinner or it's showing us, you know, um, you know, folding arms and closing our eyes and saying a prayer with the kids before bed. Um, we don't, and just to show that that's what we do. We're not letting them in on what we're saying or, or anything like that. And, um, we don't push any type of doctrine on anybody. We just let them know that, you know, we have pictures of Christ up in our home and, and we're open to that. We're not going to take it down or change it. That's cause that's really not who we are. And so, yeah. um, and we, we're, we're not judgmental people. And so we, we want people to know that, Hey, we're, we are Christians and we, um, and we, um, this is who we are and we, we accept everybody, you know? Yeah. So, but That's no, great. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's not something we, we, we put aside at all. For Sean and I, you know, we're Christians as well. Yeah. And it's, it's hard because yeah, our content, we just kind of naturally fit our faith in there. It's, we don't preach really ever. Like we're doing a relationship series right now. We've mentioned yeah. uh, how faith has played a role in that, but it's not like we're, telling people how to do it and we get we get feedback on both sides of hey don't share that stuff but also from the christian community hey share more like why aren't you doing more and i'm yeah. not sure if you've experienced that but it's it's kind of i mean you can't you can't please everybody no you're never going to yeah 
yeah, no, you're never going to. It's tough. But I mean, um, honestly, we haven't had like, I, I'm telling you, I, we really feel lucky <laughs> with our viewers. Like yeah. you'll ask Tina, I know she, if she was sitting right here, she would tell you the same thing. We are so lucky with the positivity um, that generates from, from the channel that, and for even from the comments, um, it's, we're just, we just, you know, knock on wood, like yeah. we're lucky. We're so lucky. That's great. Um, okay. Let's see. Taylor. That's how her handle is spelled. Wants to know what your favorite video is that you've put up. Oh, Oh dang. Um, favorite video. There's quite a few. I'm going to say, um, I like the Christmas videos to be honest. I mean, if you want to say, I'll say last year's Christmas video, there's, I love, um, and it's not the Christmas day one. It's the Christmas Eve. We have a tradition in our family where every Christmas Eve, it's just us and the kids open presents that they bought each other. And, um, it's just so cool to see them just light up at like, Oh, I got you to open mine next open mine. Just the, how they share with each other and their excitement for each other. And, and Braden has, a, we have a tradition where Braden, he gets everyone pajamas that they open on Christmas Eve. And, and so just, you know, those videos, cause we can look back on them, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah. So I, I'd say probably the Chris, Christmas Eve. Yeah. That is my hidden agenda with all our filming and content creation that we do is, uh, like my dad always used to take home videos always of everything. And he would just like, he'd film it, take the cassette tape out and put it, put it on a shelf and we never watched again, but it's fun. It's like a journal that you're keeping. And yeah. I love the fact that I can go back and see when Sean and I were planning our wedding, which is when we started our vlogging. And it's like, this is really special. Like this is really, really yeah. special to kind of see how far we've come. And, and also, you know, like Sean and I will sometimes watch our wedding video and it's such a good reminder of like, Hey, we might be like super annoyed and frustrated with each other, but remember, remember that like that was, yeah. Yeah. So. No, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just to be able to look back and I, I think most, most vloggers will say that that's a big reason why they started. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether that's true or not, I think I'd like to believe that most look back and, and can, can reminisce a little bit on the, on the videos. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Riley Davis wants to know, do you have any dream collabs? Oh, honestly, this is one that we've been trying. (laughs) I've been like hustling. So this is one that's awesome. And, um, dream collab. Uh, that's a good one. I would say this is for, for me, I would say a dream collab. I honestly, I mean, Roman Atwood, you know, I just think he's just fun. He's positive. Uh, I think the kids would enjoy being around, you know, doing something crazy with them, you know? Um, but yeah, that, that would be, that would be a fun one. And I even, I'll wear a smile more shirt and stuff like that, you know, but, um, but yeah, but all right. It's out there in the world now, Danny, let's make it happen. Yeah. Let's do it there. Uh, I'm not considering, by the way, this is, this is just, this is an interview. We're not considering this yeah. a collab. So we got to yeah. actually formalize the collab. And uh, <laughs> we love doing like I've, we've collabed with like the Bertales in the past and Rebecca and Matt and some other family channels. It's fun. We always like to do challenges. So we'll have to think of yeah. a challenge. Yeah. And I was like, I, I was like, 
hey, what do you say? Let's do a challenge. I, I messaged you. I'm like, yeah. let's do a challenge. Let's do a challenge because you guys do awesome challenges. But um, yeah, yeah that, would be, that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm curious. You've had this big change with, with closing the doors of your business. Um, you're doing YouTube full time. You got a bunch of crazy stuff going on with your kids. What are your goals now? Well, now, so I'm not doing YouTube hundred percent full time. I'm also doing a little, um, I started up the reglazing here. I do okay, it my okay. own. I've started that. So gotcha. my ult- and I, my ultimate goal is to do the YouTube full time yeah. for us to be just full blown YouTube, um, which, which, uh, you know, we see, we, we could definitely see that happening. I mean, it's, it's there. I mean, and yeah. so, um, that's a huge, that's a huge goal, uh, which I, like I said, we're shooting for the hundred. We have heard like when you get to the hundred K it's like, it's kind of like maybe some doors, some other doors open. And so we're pushing for it. Um, but yeah, as far as YouTube, yeah, I'd love, we'd love to do it full time and just make it our, make it our thing. I mean, we already put so much into it, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. I didn't, I actually didn't realize that you had started and we're continuing the reglazing so how many hours a week do you do that now uh it depends like that's another good thing you know is like i'm kind of able to make my schedule right now i'm a i'm a little busier than uh than i not to sound greedy but i'm a little busier than i'd like i mean yeah. just because it's it's just you're rushing around you know you don't have enough time in the day and so yeah. um so yeah i'd probably say right now i do probably about 30, 20 about 30 hours a week in the the reglazing and then hustling and the vlogging, you know, what do you love so much about social media? I'm curious. Uh, I don't know. I just grew up. I had one of my best friends always had a camera around in high school and we always just had a camera back. I mean, I'm older, obviously back in our day, like we had to, we didn't, we couldn't see our pictures right away, but we always had cameras and, and just Facebook. I've always like, just, just, uh, been the one to get on it, you know? And, and, uh, and, and so Tina and I both, we just both just were always on it. And so it's, it's cool. The interaction, you know, and we yeah. see now, like, especially with the YouTube platform, like you can like push positivity, you know, yeah. we have, a, we have a, a service series on our channel where we were doing every week, we were doing a service uh, project with the kids. Um, and we would go and, you know, feed the homeless. We'd go and, you know, pay for someone's groceries or we'd go and do this and, we did that. We've been doing that. And, um, you know, you, you see that there's, there's some good that you can do with it. You know, it's a, it's an awesome platform that we never knew yeah. existed. And we just, we we always had the, the phone, the camera always in our hands. So we're like, you know, yeah, I love, I love how you guys just went for it. Like, I feel like social media gets such a bad rap because people just waste hours of time, hours of their time consuming the content and never actually contribute to the community. And, you know, Sean and I have been so fortunate to, to have put some videos out there, just like you with your adoption story, like you can actually make an impact. Like that is a message that people need to hear. Um, And so, you know, not to be vain, but I, I actually believe that everybody has a unique experience and a unique story or message that, that they can share that will actually influence uh, other people's lives and experiences so um props to you guys yeah Yeah, thanks thanks and and tina had tina had a video where she um she was on she was on a channel on the mom's view and she she kind of opened up about you know some experiences she had as a um in her previous marriage and stuff and so 
it, those vulnerable videos are, mm-hmm. are, are, um, you know, it's your vulnerabilities could be someone else's strength, yeah. you know? And so that's, um, you know, what we've kind of taken from it. So we've kind of tried to be as open and transparent as possible, you yeah. know, even um, though those are the most difficult to, to yeah. film and the most uncomfortable to share, like they're probably the most important in some yeah. ways. Um, okay. Three, three life lessons that you've learned in your journey that you want to share with the audience. Okay. I'll say, um, one we were talking about the other day was, um, when you're down, doesn't mean you're out, you know, um, a lot of our growth in life was, you know, started, you know, when we were rock bottom or at our lowest points, you know, where there was nowhere else to go, but up. So if you're down, doesn't mean you're out. Um, and, uh, family first, definitely, you know, family first. Like we try to tell our kids, like when we have family meetings and stuff, we're just like, Hey, look around. Like, this is like, these are your friends for life, like friends come and go and so on. But this is, this is it right here. And so we try to stress family first. Um, and, uh, and, and I was thinking a little too, um, when you want something bad enough, I feel like you'll make, you'll make time for it. Mm. You know, that's, that's, those are some things that, uh, that, um, that I would, I would say. Fantastic. I also want to give you a a chance to, to say anything to the the fan banner bammers out there that you'd like. <laughs> oh, to yeah. Just uh, thank you so much. You know, we love all of our fan bammers. We love all of you guys, all of the support. Um, we, we have a hashtag that says fan bammers unite when we want to, when we want to kind of go at something and, and uh, we have a goal, whether it's to, 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 to serve someone for a service project. We, we basically hashtag fan bammers unite. And honestly, our fan bammers, you guys like, they they re- they bring it every time and it's awesome. I love that, guys. They are trying to hit a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. Uh, check them out again. It's super fun, family friendly content. Uh, Danny, thank you for your time today. I enjoyed sitting down and speaking with you. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, can't wait for our collab, man. Oh, for sure, for sure. Bye. All right, bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you found today's interview valuable, there are a lot of ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you happen to listen to it. You can also share it with your friends on social media, blogs, or on your own podcast. And please head over to my website at www.andrewdeast.com for more information and to request your favorite celebrity, entrepreneur, athlete, or anyone else who inspires you. Feel free to connect with me directly on Instagram and Twitter at Andrew D. East. And thank you again. We hope to see you next time on Redirected.